we have all our fab cars here. We have an A7. We have an Audi R8. This is 180 grand of a car. New, they're nearly 300. Nadia Adan is giving me a tour of her personal car collection in County Wicklow. Wow. The Maserati. This is my own car as well. This was owned by Conor McGregor. It was his car he owned at first and then I'm the second owner on it. So that's pretty cool. Her dealership, Ashford Motors, works across the range but specialises in luxury and super luxury vehicles. This is a Aston Martin DB11 that we have currently in stock. It's 170 grand and it's the James Bond pretty much. It's the James Bond cars. The market for Ashford Motors and the luxe brands they offer is growing, according to Nadia. And the Banking and Payments Federation tells us Irish people are borrowing more than ever to afford them. Daddy's coming in and buying like a new BMW for their daughter, whereas with me, I got a Corsa. <laughs> like that was banged up to bits. So what does this tell us about the car industry globally? There's groups of people out there that only buy these cars as investments. You might have heard in the UK there was a guy who bought 300 Defenders because they stopped making them and he's after making millions off it. How are Irish attitudes shifting when it comes to debt? We are going like the UK. People work hard, they want a nice house, they want a nice car. That's the way it's going. And what are the risks and rewards of car financing into the future? Yeah, well, it's interesting. If you look at the stats, we're actually buying less cars. The car sales have dropped quite considerably since 2016. But the price of the average car has gone up. Geraldine Herbert is the motoring editor at the Sunday Independent. Now, since Brexit, it's become much less financially attractive to bring cars in. So we're not bringing them in in any of the numbers that were before. And as a result, there's a shortage, and there has been for a long time, shortage of secondhand cars. The larger hatchbacks, the Golfs, the Focus, you know, the uh, the Opel Astra, these would have been the really big sellers a decade ago. They, I mean, they still sell, but not in the numbers they did before. And as a result now, two out of every three cars bought in Ireland are SUVs. So that's pushing up the price that people are spending on cars as well. By last year, new car prices had risen by nearly 20% since 2017, eventually reaching an average of nearly 39,000 by July. But in the time of inflation, when the cost of living is only rising, how are people affording them? A lot of that is due to the huge growth in financing and uh, in particular financing by personal contract plan or PCP. Sinead Ryan is a consumer columnist with the Irish Independent. The central bank, even in this quarter, the first quarter of this year, according to its figures, um, has seen a huge increase. There's uh, 187 million euros was taken out in car financing credit just in the first quarter of this year. And we already know that most of that is by PCP. That's uh, over 30% increase on, on last year. So, so it is really becoming mainstream. It's becoming the norm. Sinead says the pandemic may have shifted consumers' attitudes to credit. There is a kind of a reward atmosphere. Uh, Certainly there was in the period following COVID. You know, people are inherently optimistic. I'll take out a loan now. I'll always find a way to repay it because I I want the stuff uh, that I want right now. And that applies to everything from PCP car loans to those micro loans, the buy now, pay later, the Klarna, Amazon pay or Revolut pay. You stick it on your card and you'll pay it over a few months. PCPs aren't the only means of car financing. John Trevor McVeigh is head of sales at Lease Plan Ireland, the country's largest vehicle leasing business. 
or a bank loan you're paying outright of the vehicle. So if the car is 40,000 euro, you're paying 40,000 euro. With lease plan, you're only paying what the vehicle costs versus what our residual value. So the res we take the residual risk on that vehicle. So we put a residual value on it and the, the, the difference between the two is what you would pay monthly. The average electric vehicle in Ireland now costs in the region of 50,000 euro. What I would say about the electric vehicles, they are very new. People aren't unsure. They're unsure of the future of them and batteries are changing. I suppose if you go back to the iPhone analogy, in 2007 an iPhone came out and look where we are sort of not even 20 years later. We have a completely different model in terms of batteries and how long batteries take. And I suppose people in the background are thinking, how's an electric car going to work? Do I want to buy one outright if I know in three, four years time that there's going to be a bigger battery in it? And I was reading an article today where one manufacturer said that they're going to bring out a solid battery which has a, um, a total range of 750 miles and that can be charged in, in half an hour. And that's very, very different than the electric vehicle battery technology we have of today. Lease Plan Ireland is helping people make the switch to electric. While Nadia at Ashford Motors says car financing options are allowing people access to their dream cars today. She takes me for a spin in her Aston Martin. Okay, perfect. Ugh. Like, that's the thing about these nice cars, you know, they're fab and all that, but none of them are, like, super comfortable to get in and out of, like... <laughs> and as you get older, when you can afford to buy them, it's like, geez, me hip. Yeah, so that's why yeah. you need to finance. So you can get yeah. in and out in your 20s. Jeez, and then get it out of your system. And then when you're, like, you know, retired and all that, you can be like, yeah, grand, you know, just go for something comfortable then. <laughs> yeah. Nadia believes Irish people are getting a taste for bigger, flashier, more expensive cars like the Range Rover she drives daily. According to the Society of the Irish Motor Industry, middle-of-the-range makes like Toyota and Volkswagen may still be the most widely sold. But 40% more Lexus cars have been registered this year already than the whole of in 2022. 49% more Land Rovers are on the road, while Porsches have seen a 75% increase in registrations. According to Nadia, women are an increasing customer base in this arena. I think it's feeding their hunger for brands, you know, so whether that's like the designer bag, uh, the Birkin or the Bentley, you know, consumers are watching, you know, the likes of Selling Sunset on Netflix, these, you know, amazing estate agents buying, going around in their Lamborghinis and showing that women can own really luxurious cars. It's not just something for men, but it's for women as well. Keeping up with the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian has a Lambo, a G-Wagon, all these types of cars. So yeah, absolutely. And you're seeing more and more young influencers in the UK, in Ireland, and doing brand deals with car dealerships as well. And they're getting given a lovely car for the year. So it's just that, that's feeding everything into it. And of course, then it becomes a trend. Social media has become a tool for buying and selling cars too. Ashford Motors has built up more than 150,000 followers on TikTok through Nadia's glamorous tongue-in-cheek videos. Nadia even has a 2024 calendar available to pre-order now. Proceeds of each calendar will go to Men's Aid. Double, you get me and a cool expensive car. Of course, it's a little bit sexy. It's a calendar. If it wasn't, they wouldn't sell. And at the end of the day, I would say it's a cross between Top Gear and Playboy. You can't go wrong forking out for a calendar with Nadia and her supercars. But Sinead Ryan wants consumers to think twice before financing a flash new car before they can afford it. When you take out, let's say, a very significant loan like a mortgage, 
the application form to get that loan is going to take lots and lots and lots of forms, lots of evidence about your pay slips and what other loans you have and where you've all your money and what you're spending it on. And it's going to take months to pull that together. A PCP can take half an hour because the car finance company doesn't really mind. If you say you can afford it and you give a shred of evidence that you can, it doesn't matter. If you can't afford it, they still get the car. I mean, you say they have these big flashy cars, but I mean, you might as well go out the back of the airport and pick up a lease car because that's how good it is. We can only look to more developed markets, and that's in the United States and in Britain, where there is a huge problem now being evident with the PCP contracts. And in those markets, which uh, have lent millions and billions in terms of this form of credit, uh, repossessions are on the rise. And they're on the rise uh, for precisely the reason people um, can't keep up with the payments or they can't afford to roll over the contract. They haven't put provision for the balloon payment and they're getting into debt as a result of it. I'm very certain that the next bubble to burst will be PCP contracts in this country. Now, it's only very recently that central bank are even keeping figures on this. Uh, We don't know how many cars are financed in this way. Uh, And it's not beyond the bounds of possibility as interest rates continue to rise, as we possibly go into recession, as there is a warning of it, uh, that this is precisely the kind of over-indebtedness that could see a big pin bursting that bubble.